1: You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the
0: technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the Go To collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new Go To collection on adidas.com/golf, fella. Welcome back to a fresh episode of missing Curfew Up Dog. My man, curfew calls continues. Curfew calls are at it again. I, I love, love, the, I, love them. I love these.
1: Yeah, these are great. Fans love them. And what a nice way for them to wake up in a nice July or August morning in the summer and just have just a bunch of beauties call us and tell us some fucked up stories. Yeah,
0: it's great. Um, uh, like Uppy said, we're gonna pump these out mainly uh in the off season um you know max is doing a great job of of, of putting ones in that are, are current too but uh let's get right at it up dog a little curfew calls Maxie. who we got first our first call is from mike Coyle. this is from uh, quite a while ago but better late than never
3: fellas <laughs> long time listener love the show mike calling from windsor ontario a home of one bobby probert um, I am a fitness trainer. I was wondering as retired professional athletes, what you guys do on the daily to keep in shape. Obes, you are in tip top shape. <laughs> and updog, Dog, um, what do you do to maintain, to feel good, to keep the health in check? But also as technology has been enhanced too, what do the guys do in the league to get strong, to have more energy, to go faster, to skate harder, to have more conditioning and endurance. Um, what about do they have any special trainers or who are the good trainers or who are the good coaches? What do the guys eat? What kind of supplements are they here. taking? They um, <laughs> are they big on the ice baths? Are they big on the saunas? Are they big on the jacuzzis? Are they big on the, the massage beers? therapy? Once again, I love the show, boys. Keep it up. I listen every week. Every Thursday is the best day of the week. Love you guys, fella.
0: Fella, what was his name? Max. He Mike wants coil. He wants the
3: secret sauce.
0: Coil. Coilsey. What's he going
1: to do up in, uh, where is he from? Windsor. Windsor.
0: Home of right the Windsor Spitfires. Shout out to their head coach, Mark Savard. He's a beauty savvy, good goalie. Good little program they got there with the Windsor Spitfires. Did you say good goalie? Good golfer. Oh, yeah. yeah I,
1: was like, good- I was like, fuck, he was a hell of a player. He turned me inside out every time I played him. <laughs>
0: um, all right. So what are you guy- doing now? To, let, let's start, sorry to cut me? you off. What are you f- doing now to say tipped? I love how everyone comes at me because I'm the fat one, but like. Oh, they said you're in tip top shape. And then he laughed away. Oh, well, let's, well, how come no one comes over the updog about being skinny or whatever? Let, 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 let's see the pipes up. Oh, they're still pretty jacked, eh? He's still pretty jacked. No, they're not. They're tiny. <laughs> <laughs> they're tiny. <laughs> Fuck. What are you doing uh, nowadays? No,
1: I'll tell you what I did. I, I was at dinner Saturday night, and I was with Christina and then our friends Noah and Pauly, his wife. And Christina's like Scotty doesn't even work out, and Paulie's like really, and like, she's she's in shape. Noah works out a ton, and I'm like no, I'm like, Sh-. and she kind of said something like, you know, you're you almost forty, and it's kind of you know to turn on like or a turn off guy it's like not working out. Like how do you not work out? I'm like I'm in the gym then. So Sunday morning six thirty on a daylight savings time, I'm in fucking. It's 5.30 normal time. <laughs> and I jump into a fucking, into like this fucking beauty. hit class at Moxie here. Good gym. Tons yeah. of babes. Good, good quality workout. And uh, I get in there and I fucking roast a legs and oh. a fucking core workout for the first time in four months. Then the next oh. day, I follow it up yesterday with the upper, bo- the upper body, chest, back, and core jesus and then today i did an hour of hot yoga before i came to the studio which is like a it, it's called strength so it's more it was actually all core too. my fucking core is in one bud <laughs> i bet so.
0: can you sit down and take a shit you no know, right i like no i think that kim's was, in my life yeah right you do need fucking yes you do totally i would say this binger maxi so when you start back in our day me and the up dog i think i for the up dog we would take at least a month off right i mean we'd go on a month bender totally maybe longer where we you know we wouldn't really work out as a hockey player you maybe go in this old sports club and have a steamer ride the bike and then you would get back into it you know mid-june and that first week of legs i mean you can't sit down to shit you can't wipe your ass you it can't. hurts to piss yeah, yeah like it's just you like, got to
1: get through the first 10 days
0: oh my god it's so brutal man it's so brutal and then
1: every workout from then on once you start with that soreness it's like working out is it's hard it, it, like i can go. <laughs> I could go do these. It's hard. Classes. I could go do hard. It is hard. I could go work out like what I just did the last couple of days. I'm in there. I'm feeling pretty good other than cramping and <laughs> being dehydrated. And
0: throwing up in the corner. Yeah. Other than that, i feel pretty good. But
1: like once you start working out and like you go into the gym sore still, you're fucked. You're in there and you're like, why can't I? Yeah, I can't even compete. Yeah. Listen, These
0: guys and they're just. You know, wrong. you've. I think you've A, made too much money. You know, you played too hard. Your body's too banged up. You need to find something like. Why not just, like, little band works or something? Yeah, like, I think you need to, summer's like. Summer's
1: around the corner. Hey, you got to yeah. get the Speedos on and hit yeah. the beach.
0: The, hot, the nut huggers. You're going to yeah, break the Yeah, you got to be like, yourself.
1: and now I get the dads. So you can't be carrying around the kids, like, not looking, like, fucking in shape. Oh, well, you
0: still look good. I mean, you're, you're lean. Yeah, but you know what it was like you're, back in no, the day. No, you used to be fucking jacked. Just skinny. And, now you're lean. Skinny. I'm going to yeah. say you're skinny. I know. I am skinny. <laughs> I,
1: if I want to come back and play, I got to get these quads fired up.
0: I would say for me to answer this question about what I do now and you know this, huppy. I I was in one when I retired. My back and hips were mangled. I started doing orange cereal out here with all the fucking Cougs and CDM. That was hurting me. I, my back, I was stiff all the time. I'm like, I need something. Shout out to Steve Gabriel, the old legend at Big Canyon. His jersey would be hanging from the rasters if they retired them. I started swimming. It's changed my life. I'm fully addicted to it. Mentally and physically, it's been unbelievable for me. I'm no longer sore. Unless I play golf back-to-back days or something. And then I play pickleball and I'm a big walker. I listen to our podcast, other podcasts. I go and walk. So to me, I guess what I'm saying is I'm looking for as much low impact as I can get. Totally. Right. I just don't want to be sore anymore. I know.
1: So I, I just gotta (laughs) get the fucking, I want to hit the golf ball further too. Well, you're hitting it fucking
0: far. (laughs) I know, but I want to hit it further. I want to. You do, eh? Oh my God. Did I the, tell you about this? You might want to work on the chipping if, so I to, just, if I had to critique your game here a little bit. Speaking
1: of, while we're on the, the, you know, working out, I played golf last week, right? Ryan Magrum, big fucker. Massive. Yeah, played fucking college he was at, in Colorado. Thank big boy. Not. Listen, and we played with Lenny Dykstra's kid. This kid's name's Cutter Dykstra. Okay. This guy is my height, stockier. Okay. He fucking steps up to the, to the first tee and he gives it, you know, in a batter's box, you <laughs> stretch like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Throws his shoulders back. He steps up and hits this ball like 390. And I'm like, oh, like, holy shit. Every par four that was within 490, 400 yards, he was driving, he was going for the green and he was landing them. He was carrying them on average 360 if he really got a hold of like a draw it was 390 he put it on the green on a 3 a 390 par 4 nice. i was hitting him like 315 like standard fucking yeah, pipe he zone it. he was launching these balls crazy Under i love extra. his old man he played in the miners for seven eight years and then he actually was one of the original guys in at therabody or theragun it was the first yeah when they used to sound like welding machines
0: if you want to check out how big of a beauty lenny dykstra is watch the 30 for 30 uh once upon a time in queens ah, uh, this whole this whole new york Mets team in the 80s for fucking beauties, shows, right? but yeah. put lenny dykstra at the top of this list yeah i mean he is a fucking beauty so maybe we could get him on the pod some i love lenny dykstra he used to throw in the biggest fucking shoes in the major leagues just big redmonds pine I mean- tar everywhere
1: and then to touch on the guys the the second part of his question was yep. technology. What do you use for yeah the Apple Watch what what do you uh you know for monitoring like your workouts yeah Yeah, Apple what Watch. Do
0: you... I don't got it on right now. I got the new Breitling. I got a uh, sick nice. watch yeah, uh,
1: yeah.
0: It's fucking Juice. the Avenger.
1: Juice. The but, Avenger, bud. Yeah, the Super Avenger. My brother's got that one. Yeah, it's a nice little watch. Yeah, it's a great watch.
0: Um I use the Apple Watch. I try to get listen, I try to get 10,000 steps in a day. I'll be honest with you, I probably uh, three times a week if I golf I get over 15,000 and it's a and seven you monitor
1: hour. via the Apple watch. Via is it the pretty, Apple watch. pretty accurate? Like on the days where you go really long, does it show like the longer uh, duration? Like, yeah. is it pretty accurate? It's pretty accurate. Like yeah.
0: yesterday I swam and played pickleball yeah. and I burned over like 2,200 calories. Nice. I like the Apple watch. It just, I don't know. It makes me and then the feel whoop like the am doing something.
1: you ever used the whoop?
0: Never done the whoop. Did the, or well, I tried the or ring, but it didn't fit yeah. my fat so finger. My or
1: ring, I, it's missing, but I like that tool. It's a great tool. Yeah, it's and great actually, tool. Actually, fuck. When you get it, when you go to bed at a half decent hour, and you get up and it says a good score, it actually makes you fucking.
0: When you when you get some good sleep, how much is your, yeah. better as your boner in the morning? It's, yeah, it's out there. I had a better nice appetite. One. I had a nice one this morning. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. I walked. Uh, I was like walking to take a piss. I was like, fella, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, where you been, bud? Hey, look at the Irish. Where bud. you been, bud? <laughs> fuck, where you been? <laughs> hey, bud. Hey, fuck. Hey, put the <laughs> whoop strap on that thing. Life, life force pills kicking in. Huh? Life force is working, baby. Um, to answer his part, what I would do differently when I played. More I, cold tubs. But yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. More cold. Wow. Tubs. Fuck. You know me well, buddy. Ice bass. I would have way more ice bass. Not just when I was hung cheese, dunk my head in there. Yeah. I would have put my whole body in. Uh, and I would have changed my workouts near the end of my career. Uh, I wish I would have swam near the end of my career when I played. Had I known, yeah. and I would have done way more band work and stretching, and 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 just trying to lean out and stretch my body. I wouldn't. I didn't need any more strength. No one was pushing me off biskies. I just wish I would have maybe branched out differently near the end of my career. Changed my workouts during the season too. Right. More rubbing. More <laughs> <laughs> more rubbing tubs. 100%. Way more rubbing tugs. Hundred percent. But you more stretching. With- more you know riding the bike. More band work. Like I said, and then last but not least. What I would have done differently. I had someone ask me this the other day. I'll be, I, I, I should have had a personal chef with my whole career. I should yeah. have hired some, uh, a lady to come in nine to five, be there breakfast, lunch, everything. Boom. I, I should have done that. Yeah. That was a mistake I made.
1: Yeah. For a couple days a week. You have her in. When you're home. She, when yeah. you're home. Yeah. But she could come in and go cook the breakfast for you. Yeah. And then you go to practice. She'd make your lunch and your dinner that day. And then the next day she can bang out two or three things, keep them nicely in the fridge. Exactly. and you just Boom. Yeah. Right.
0: I should have done that. As a single guy, making decent enough money. I should have done that. That's
1: a good point. For all you guys out there fighting your weight, young athletes, get your own chef.
0: Get your own chef. Maybe make her hot. Maybe make her young. That's up to you. That's up to you. Whatever, you you know. You wouldn't eat what she's
1: cooking. You'd eat her
0: ass. (laughs) Well, I would have been light. I I am that's all I was eating. I would have made weight all the time. But I should have had my own chef up, dog. In all seriousness, that's a little bit of a blunder. But great question. He's a personal trainer. This guy, right? What's he look like? He's calling me fat. I like he's see a
1: personal trainer.
0: I'm going to say if he's from Windsor, he's the guy that doesn't do cardio. Who's he he's, training in Windsor? Right I saw there. this guy walking into curl fitness the other day. You know, these guys at the gym where they wear the, the hoodie and the track pants to the gym, right? You know? You're not doing cardio. Curl fitness. Did you can go to curl. Down I was driving beach? by to check out the chicks over at Nobu and I saw <laughs> yeah, this guy. I was like, I saw oh. this guy coming out to the gym, like, <laughs> tracksuit on. And I'm like, that guy's not jumping on the bike. He's going in there. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Like these fucking gorillas that are doing With like the tank top. Uh, no, he's got the hoodie on. And started, and then he takes the hoodie off. i I got the tanker underneath. Yeah, skinny. I hate the guys that don't do cardio at the gym. I'm going to say it. Do you guys out there that think you're jacked, you know, walking around like this, you're fucking fat too? yeah right you're just yeah, different you're just fat. you're steroid fat yeah i'm fucking eat too much fucking fast food wine fat you're steroid fat <laughs> yeah i earn this fucking this fat, is man. fucking you ever seen a skinny king as jeff Gale would say yeah <laughs> right you guys are steroid fat up <laughs> you know the guys i'm talking about right i, I come do, in yeah. the fucking gym eh they're like fucking they do like one rep they're like Hah! and yeah. they're like boy, really really fucking break a sweat in here
1: Holy totally. you're you're your fucking testes are about to not seen his bigger. ball stay. Where is that <laughs> thing?
0: <laughs> uh, great question. I'm going to read one, Maxie. I'm going to read one here to the up dog. Uh, Rob Duffy. Duffer. Duffman. The Duff, Duffster. Duffster. Duffy. Fella. Fort McMurray. Fort Mac, boy. Bus be freezing his fucking balls off up there. Coldest I've ever felt besides Finland. Up dog. Any good stories on what it's like growing up in Fort McMurray? Also, how did you end up settling in California were you just fucking sick of the long winters in Fort Mac, Duffy? Fort Mac, uh, listen, great place to grow up.
1: Northern Alberta for our listeners out there. I grew up in a little tiny oil and gas town in northern Alberta, north of Edmonton, in the uh, Wood Buffalo borealis forest, bud. She's right in the middle of the fucking forest. She's way up there, binger. It's not Venice, buddy. <laughs> binger, um, you
0: don't want to go up there, bud.
1: Weeds not. Well, wasn't all that good, binger. <laughs> A lot of, hey.
0: lot of bunk weed up there. There was never people. seeds
1: in there though. And eh? I'm not like you guys down here back in the day that sees seeds around that Mexican cow. Wait, we have seeds in,
0: in the weed back home or no, no never did never. No. I feel um, like curfew calls. We always start talking about weed. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay? a soft talk. It's just right back to what we were. Listen, about, really. I grew up.
1: Uh, I had, oh, fuck. I had tons of buddies, my boys, St. Pete's sheaves, Nolan played golf every fucking day. Tennis. I was playing tennis back in the day. That's why, yeah, I can serve. You
0: got a good, yeah, you got a great serve. Yeah, I can
1: serve. serve. Um, listen, didn't get in a whole lot of trouble growing up. Like fucking, you know, Fort Mac is a small town. Everyone knows everything. You had to fucking keep her. Who was your first? Keep her between Who was your first girlfriend
0: rails. in Fort Mac? How old were you?
1: Do you remember your first girlfriend? My first girlfriend in Fort Mac? Yeah, who was your yeah, first was girlfriend like, in Fort uh, Mac? Yeah, my first okay, girlfriend was. Does she still live in Fort Mac. I have no fucking idea.
0: <laughs> you don't. Let man. me
1: see. So she wasn't the one. I wasn't, I had, used to, my first crush was this chick, Erica. Erica, older? She was, no, she's my age. You're right. What'd, Long, you like What'd you like Great about her? Cute. What'd you like about her? Great eyes. Used to walk home, like same path to school. <laughs> I used to be like, Great you know, eyes. I'd be all nervous and stuff. Like, how do I talk? I'd tell this girl I could invite
0: her to the dance? Boy, did you really come out of that shell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, did you really Never work? Never ended up having her in
1: a dance. I went for- <laughs> Did you work uh, my, through that problem? I went for Michelle after that she was smoking too
0: you know i don't know why we got talking about this because we're idiots but i just think like did they support you in fort mac like when you were starting getting good at hockey because like i'll be honest in, in port Hope, small town we i didn't get a whole lot of support it's almost yeah. like people were cheering against me more than they were cheering of course, for me not did you was, have people there's haters mac and that then there's, were cheering for you yeah like
1: throughout the course of my career as i was 10 12 14 um and started to just kind of A, love hockey more than most people, Mm -hmm. but B, kind of excel at it, whether it was skating or puck skills or whatever. I started to get opportunities to play up, you know, a league with other guys and double basically my ice time, say, per week, which is important for kids. Totally. And sometimes it could be unfair for kids. Some parents, I'm sure, had a problem with it, but I would go up and I would excel playing with guys three, four years older than me. So it was like a, um, you know, but- but staying in Fort McMurray, it was where the issue was, right? Like at what point are you ready to leave? Yeah. And at what point does the next phase of your life or phase of hockey mean, you know, billet families and yeah. move on to the next opportunity. And in Alberta, where we're from, it's fucking far. Like I had to move 20 hours away. So how yeah. old were you when you I did that? Six, I was 17 years old, 17.
0: But that's to go play cantaloupes, right? It was. Yeah. 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 But, so-
1: but some of my friends grade nine, for example, my boy TJ listens to the pod all the time. Jarrett Lukin listens to the pod all the time. One of my best friends, teammates that I had in Kamloops. They went to Notre Dame where our boy Jaden Schwartz went to yeah. school. Braden Coburn went to school. And Teddy Purcell went to
0: school. What's our boy uh, Stosey? And Stos?
1: where Stoss was slinging fucking boots. Yeah, Stos. So they, they, you know, their parents knew that before things, you know, might be, before they have to make decisions in their life of, um, you know, crowds they're hanging out with at school who's an influence and in, with like on them they were like listen there's a great opportunity for these kids to go get a, a great scholastic you know career at this school but not only that they learn how to be good adults and they play hockey at a high level
0: so you were you were able to I play i you were able to play uh high enough quality hockey like for me i had to yeah when i was peewee i don't know what they call it now you whatever under fucking 13 they probably call yeah. it or something i had to go play triple a in central ontario which yeah. was about 45 minutes to an hour from my house so yeah. once a week practice two games a week driving just because my parents thought that i'd reached my limit yeah and they were right so in fort mac you could you you played all the way up till till the oil barons
1: yeah but i but i would play with the older teams gotcha, gotcha. so yeah. instead of like like i hardly played against loops after 14 because i was playing midgets so at you were a, playing at an an early adult, age. i played you know when i was 14 15 i played with the 17 18 year olds so they were, they were in grade 10, 11, and I was grade 8, 9. So that's where you learned all
0: your off-ice moves. Yeah, right? you were yeah. playing with the older boys right away. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you had to. I mean,
1: I remember my first fucking, <laughs> my first like <laughs> New Year's Eve party with these guys. My parents gave me a, you know, be home at 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And I'm like, mom, are you kidding me? I can't show up to this party and tell these fucking teammates of mine who are all like 18, 19, that I got to be home in <laughs> fucking two hours. Before
0: the ball drops. So
1: I just get pin beyond belief no. like chugging beers in the like in the middle of the room and of course they all you know they all made me do it that's yeah, of back course, then yeah. you're like hey you know 16 year old kid you got to get pinned and um <laughs> right now there's something wrong with that i guess and anyway i i i get fucking juiced i'm puking in the toilet i'm just there, you know it, it's a full scene and my one of my boys nick roberts shout out to nick um who actually just lost his mom live i hope you're um, you know nick I hope you're well anyway he fucking carries me up my driveway drives me home carries me up my driveway as soon as i i get in i can't talk or anything no, as soon as done. i get in i'm just like straight up like hey mom what's up <laughs> i'm like just i'm going to bed it's like 10 you know
0: yeah no I, I know when i was 16 years old i played for our junior b team in porto porto yeah. buzzards we recall we were yeah. terrible uh the old walton hotel downtown porto no longer there um Same thing. I go out drinking with the boys, come home, pretend that I was, you know, not drunk. And I thought I was fooling my parents. They knew every fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. Every 16 years old in the bar in my hometown, drunk as the skunk. It was great. It was great. (laughs) Yeah. It was great. So I will answer the part, uh, Duffy about why the up dog came to California. Loops was out here. I was out here. We said to Uppy fella this is where it's Listen,
1: at yeah get the fuck out here i was having a good time in kelowna too but i didn't have a golf game
0: yeah and
1: i was like i became single
0: kind of at yeah the time. and you and you I couldn't was... have stayed in kelowna for your whole your whole no. career no, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> god no <laughs> i go you get the fuck out here nobody knows about hockey but the girls yeah, in hollywood yeah, totally. still like professional hockey players so yeah, totally. we could do whatever yeah. we wanted so up dog when you moved out here actually someone asked me uh I, I did a podcast and they asked me how, how me and you became buddies. And I said, that was it. Updog moved out here. We started training together. We started playing golf together. We started taking a sprinter van to Hollywood and the rest is fucking history. So it was perfect out here for us. It really I, I love training out yeah. here. And, you know, Luke sometimes thinks that people were maybe spying on some of his parties. Maybe they were, <laughs> maybe they weren't, but for the most part,
1: we flew under the radar. I think you remember that. Yeah. He thought there was PIs <laughs> coming thought, to check him out. Oh he thought God. he's the
0: godfather had him. Maxi, great question, Duffy. Uh, hey, gonna, are we going to Canloops for the Royal Cup? Yeah, now? we got to put those dates.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. We had to look at that. It'd be nice to go back to the Western League and we're check gonna- out the Mem Cup. It's in
0: late May. We're going to do that ups. What do we got, Maxi? This next one from Abiel Yashak.
4: Stella. <laughs> Obi. Appie, what the fuck is going on? This is Abiel from Victoria, British Columbia. Actually, got to thank you guys for all you do with this pod. Missing curfew, fucks. I look forward to this podcast on Thursdays as I do every Fridays. I got to ask an important question, boys. I know I didn't play in the National League, but one thing I bet was one of the best perks about playing the National League were the broads you get, whether it's during the game, or post game. So my question is, has there ever been a time that you have maybe locked eyes with a broad during the game, whether it was just playing in Dallas, running to one of the ice girls, or maybe skating around in Montreal or Vancouver, where they just have tents all over the place, and you locked eyes and had a conversation or any type of encounter, let me know. <laughs> Last but not least, Rest in peace, Jimmy Broadway Scoops. I miss you, man, and thanks for all you do.
0: Great call. He he kind of sounds like Kevin Hayes a little bit, yeah, doesn't he? Does, he? Yeah. I, I was like, I wrote right He's down. From Beast, British
1: Columbia, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, I don't know. I just sound, I don't know why I wrote that down. I'm like, he sounds like Kevin Hayes <laughs> a little bit to me. Um, I got. I mean, yeah, Fucking Ice Girls. Yeah, I was in Dallas. During the season this year, looking at the ice girls there, brought me back down memory lane trying to take a run at them. But for me, I got the same story about in Calgary, right? It was it was retro night at the saddle dome. Fuck. We go up two nothing early. And this girl was wearing a Theon flurry jersey. Up dog. She was a, my pattern, right? Like it was nice. So we go up two nothing. I jump up to a TV timeout and she's She's scraping the ice. And I come over, I said, Hey, hey. I go, We're staying the night. Are you gonna go to Cowboys? She said, Yeah, I'll be to Cowboys after. I said, Okay, I'll meet you there uh whatever okay good and i skate back and as i skate back av obviously had the iso cam on me and he's like obi keep your fucking head in the game and i'm like yeah i got it he's like are you fucking serious let's go here if the fucking calgary flames don't come back to make it three two and now i'm worried i'm like if we lose this game and i went over the ice girl when it was two nothing and we end. sure enough third period hank and danny have one and one we win whatever five three and uh met her out at cowboys uh and the rest is history Uh, That's the one that came to me. That's the one that came to me anyways.
1: Um, I remember in New Jersey, I'm in Philly. They just built the the rink in uh, uh, Newark. It was like the place wasn't even done. And in warmups, I'm skating around and this one girl is with a friend, but I only recognize the one. And I'm sitting there and she's, of course, every time we come around the net, I'm like, she's just like kind of staring and kind of smiling. I'm like... uh, now we're sitting in the half circle, right? <laughs> we're sitting in the half circle, shooting biscuits and fucking, I'm like, loops. I'm like, who is this fucking girl? Like, I, I, I totally know her. And that's the last guy on planet earth to ask yeah. who the girl is. Yeah. He doesn't know who his sister is
0: No, <laughs> he, like, He's <laughs> like, huh?
1: Like, uh, so then I go to Carter and I'm like, cart's like, who's, who's this girl? And he's like, ah, she looks familiar. And now it's now I'm like, okay, it's eating me up. And I'm like, Abiza. That's where we met her. No shit. I'm like, she was in Ibiza and she was the girl that was from, she said she was from New Jersey. And Good I'm memory. like, so I skate up to Richie immediately. Cause it was me, Richie, carts and loops. And I'm like, do you guys remember this girl from Ibiza? The one that like, that's, we're <laughs> this like. This is all right ran, before an NHL
0: game, yeah, which is yeah, great. Randomly,
1: yeah, yeah, totally. This is great. So in the second period, <laughs> uh, fucking Eliash comes in and maybe throws his first body check of his career. Only check. Hits me on the half wall and tweaks my MCL on my leg. Shocker, happened back then. <laughs> and um, I, I'm i in the, it's the second intermission and I'm in the room and I'm like, go get my phone. I'm, I'm done for the game. Ice in my leg, crutches. Mm. And I'm like, fucking find the girl's number. Cause I, <laughs> I, now I'm like, totally know who she is. And I'm like, hey, what's up? And she's like, where are you now? I'm like, well, I just hurt my knee. I'm like. want to, I'd love to meet you and say hi after the game. (laughs) So, so of course game's over. I hobble up the elevators don't even work. This fucking rink is so new. And I hobble up the stairs on one leg with my crutches on (laughs) and I meet this girl and we're kind of hanging out and then we're hanging out and the rest is history. And the rest is history. And I get a text from like maybe Briere and some guys like, where are you? Bus is leaving. I'm like, like, holy shit. So of course now I'm, now I'm hustling down to this bus on one leg and I show up and I'm, of course everyone's like, where the fuck have you been? I'm like, I don't know if I got,
0: I'll tell you what the boys are probably like, okay, I'm That's okay. You're late for the bus. eh? (laughs) The boys would understand that one. I'm like, sorry, I was just up saying hi to a friend. Um, so anyway, that is fucking next level nationally. But uh, yeah, the ice girls, good, clean, fun. They're good for the game. Listen, there was the one ice girl that I got in trouble in Nashville with, and I never understood like why they couldn't hang out with us. As a single guy, they, what yeah. does it matter? Is that the Doors? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. She had a good voice on her. Huh? Yeah, she's great. Uh, I'm going to read this one here. It's Rob Duffy again, back to back Duffster here from Fort Mac. This is a great question, up dog. Um, All Star Weekend. He said, just an idea. But scrap the skills competition, have a golf tournament and a softball tournament, both televised, beer drinking trophy for each team. Just an idea. I kind of like the idea of maybe a softball or not a full 18-hole golf tournament, but I, it's kind of intriguing to get a look at these guys. Now, you don't want any of them to get hurt, but maybe like a little four-hole golf thing or maybe a soft, depending on where the thing. I don't know. To me, this is interesting, Uppy, because I'm with him. I'm over the skills competition. Could you not make it at the end of the year, like a
1: pro bowl, like when the NHL finals are going on, you kind of shoot to like, you know, an offsite all-star kind of skills comp. Maybe you make it in Hawaii, or you always make it in Vegas, or you make it somewhere that's a, 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 no one's going to go to this stupid game. And where was it going to (laughs) be the next two years? Next year to Toronto,
0: we're going. Yeah, but then it's in Are we gonna go to Edmonton in two years? Like, fuck. In February? <laughs> fuck no. <laughs> fuck no. We're not. not. Clip that. Clip that. Clip his fucking facial reaction there. I know. That was me, God. Fuck no, he says. I ain't going either. Yeah. I ain't going. No, I know. We're not going. I'm not fucking leaving. Um, so I think there's you no know, so, you might be honest something tough at the end of the format. year Tough
1: of a, format yeah. either way, but like you can do the softball tournament at the end of the year you It'd could fun. do like... That'd be fun. Do a flag football fucking
0: event. Softball, that would be fun to see the boys out there playing a little charity, like an all-star softball with all the best players. Yeah, I mean... I mean, the Europeans probably wouldn't be great at softball, but...
1: No, but so- that's like... Okay, there should be a softball event put on by someone for charity. I don't know if it should be the NHL all-star game, for example, but um, I, I like his... Yeah, it's different than the fucking fastest skater. And yeah, I, I
0: think I like that. He's thinking outside the yeah, box. I like that. And that's what I, I well would done, I Duff. just want AHL, the NHL to start thinking like outside the box a little bit here. And the skills competition is, is weak. So by wow. the way, it just, yeah. this stands out, but we've got two rubbed Duffies. Two S- Rob S- Duffies is it on a different this. different guy? Call? Same guy. Same guy. Yeah. Oh, he's fuck left no. A few messages. Different email. Oh, oh. Look
1: at his email. Different. Ah, two different Rob emails. Duffies. Look at that. Good catch. Fucking right. It's wow. Good eye. But I thought Duffsters. it was the same guy.
0: Pair of Duffy's.
1: Hey, Pair Duffy's. That's what
0: the beer was called in uh the Simpsons, right? It was Duffy's Duffy, beer. Duff's beer. Duff's beer.
1: D-U-F-F apostrophe S, right? Moe's
0: bar. Remember they go into Moe's bar? Was Mo's it Duffy's bar?
1: beer or Duff's? The Simpsons. D- D-
0: Duff's beer, I think.
1: Duff's. Uh, Let funny. me look it up. I think it's Duff's. What a great show, by the way. By the way, did you guys see... Um, that the Simpsons, beer. did you guys also see that the Simpsons predicted the fall of the Silicon bank? What? In they an pred- episode? They predict that. In every- the 90s? They fucking have Silicon bank and everyone's rushing <laughs> in to get their money in the show and they're like, nope, <laughs> we don't have it. Is that fucking crazy or what? That's, that's insane. That's insane. In the
0: 90s. I'm going to read this one up dog here. This is from Sam Schwartchuk. Is that how you say that? Up dog right down there. Two nine at the bottom. Uh, Sam Schwartchuk. Score check. Score score, yeah, score check. Subjects number 99. Hey, guys, love the show. I'll keep it short and simple. Love it, just like my shifts. I'm coaching hockey, and I'm around a lot of rinks. Twice this season, I've seen young lads, I'd say, under 13 years old, wearing the number 99. What the fuck is that? I feel like the coach should be banned from ever coaching again the parents shouldn't be allowed in the rink ever again, and the kids should have to watch Ultimate Gretzky and issue apology to Wayne. Hockey Canada, the whole hockey nation, am um, am I wrong for getting physically upset over seeing this? Thanks, fellows. Keep up the great work. I see what he's saying here. He's yeah. saying no one wears ninety nine, but ninety nine. I'd like to ask Wayne. Seeing now that I officially know Wayne, thanks to you, I'd like to ask Wayne if he actually really wants kids wearing ninety nine, right? Like the 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 day I spent with him, I he Grove. didn't want
1: to wear it. It's his coach gave it to him. Yeah,
0: like I wonder if he would want young kids to carry his tradition and wear ninety nine, or if he thinks the same way as as Shaw Chucky here, not to wear it. I don't know. I w- I would like to ask Wayne. What do you think Wayne's answer would be? to That you know him better than me. I mean. <sighs> He's saying that they're wearing it because they don't know who Wayne Gretzky is. I think that's why he's pissed off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I get. What, what
1: I will say is that after talking to Wayne and the history that Wayne knows about the game of hockey, okay, our best player right now, say in our world, Sidney, let's just say Sidney Crosby, for example, when Sidney Crosby's 60 years old and he's playing golf every day and he's drinking tequilas and he's telling stories about winning cups, <laughs> is he going to have the same excitement to share... All the history of Wayne Gretzky and Bobby Orr and fucking Brett Hall and all these guys that he grew up watching and that have carried the torch from from their their heirs, right? Do we have young players that care enough in the history of hockey that will be able to share all these stories moving forward? Is what because Wayne is in, it's incredible when you sit next to Wayne. It's like yeah, you're sitting next really to a, his, a historian in hockey. It really, is. it's amazing. Now, for that reason alone. I think the number 99 should not be worn. I think he has done an incredible job of bringing hockey to the U S of setting records that arguably will never be touched or broken besides the goal scoring one this year. Um, But
0: I got an idea here for you. I I, I don't think kids should wear 99, but I I think they should
1: have a fucking hockey university where they learn about all the old players.
0: Now, I know there's lots of, lots of small towns in, in Canada and lots of rinks, but should there be a 99 retired in every jersey in Canada? Should these kids come in and see a 99 Wayne Gretzky yeah. on the wall, hanging from the rink and forever and ever, that this was the greatest player, this is the great one, 99 in every rink in Canada? And maybe these kids will be like, hey, Dad, why is there a 99? I'll tell you, son, this guy was the greatest player ever. They called him the great one. Yeah. I don't know. Something to think about back home, that every rink should have a 99 retired in it. And maybe these kids won't wear it.
1: I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Well done.
0: But you're so right about Wayne and, I mean, just listen to him talk about the game and how much he loves it. I mean, did you call him a historian? That's basically what he is. I yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: yeah. He, he cares about it. He. That's why he was, th- why was Wayne so much fucking better than everyone else in his, you know, in his day and age? And I think it was because of his father and the lessons and the teachings and then the ability to obviously see the ice like he did, but he- he loved the game more than anybody. Totally. He like loved what the game meant to him and the history of it and Gordie Howe. And, and he just, you, you could tell that he like lived, you know, and breathed fucking ice and, and
0: sticks. Yeah, and he still does. Yeah. You know what I was blown away with? How thick his fucking legs are still. You see his legs, is, yeah. his ass and his quads and his fucking calves. Yeah. He can play crazy. on the fucking, he can, wear, he can wear shorts nice out there. Yeah. That's the first thing I said, how old's Wayne? 62 and he's still like when i looked 62. at his legs and his ass i'm like this guy could still fly around out there yeah. probably so mm-hmm. uh great question maxi what do we got fella bring us bring us in a little curfew call here this one's here for you obes of this beauty from sudbury Sudbury, Fellas, what is going on you guys are absolute beauties this is alex coming in from sudbury ontario um question for obes I know Obes was dogging the Northern Ontario Rinks. He was giving them a hard time. Tough roadie. I get it. But I want to know, Obes, do you remember the wolf on the wire in Sudbury that would come on when the Wolfers would score? Let me know. And if you got any good stories about it, uh, let's hear it. As always, rest in peace, Jimmy Scoops Hayes. You boys are absolute beauties. Keep it going. Love the pod. Fuck a good guy thanks alex sudbury saturday night you know that song it's a sudbury saturday night it's played in like every the, junior was it the no it wasn't the hip was it hold on
1: i don't know anyone else fucking who had mentioned the word sudbury in the <laughs> song other what about than- tom
0: cochran or something oh, tommy boy sudbury saturday night here we go A uh, sudbury saturday night yeah tom connors tom oh stomping tom, Stompin connors. tom Connors. Oh, of course you know this the
1: song. good old hockey game listen to this
0: You hear that yeah of course look at these old stomping. he's <laughs> <to death the laughs> see this is bingled. fucking
1: newfie music by he's from newfoundland we i bet
0: on a Sunbury saturday night so they would play this tune look at this video up dog it's just a girl having a dart to drink sundry saturday night what a tune
1: fuck this guy died man 2013 stomping tom connors
3: I love this tune. Uh, Saturday,
0: Saturday night. So anyways, they always play that, that bar, that song at that barn. They play it through the whole Ontario hockey league. What a tune. Awesome. Sudbury great barn. Great they barn. had this fucking wolf that looks like a real wolf and it just, it's kind of bush league, right? It's, it's junior, but it comes on this fucking wire when they score and it comes out. Um, the thing I remember about Sudbury, the hardest boards, I'm talking back in the day, seamless glass, no fucking give, cold, hard boards, man. And like going back for pucks. Yeah. Right? Fuck off. imagine. Fuck
1: off. I get hockey, man. Imagine just showing up at those barns and you're like, God, it's cold in here and this this ice is shit and the fans are going to just throw beers at us (laughs) and like, we just got off a fucking 12 hour bus. And I just ate McDonald's for fucking pregame meal. I just slept in I the holiday in
0: my bed was shit. It's like remember all the stuff we used to deal with? Well, you guys, I mean Western League. That's the first thing when I first turned pro in, in yeah. Cincy and got to know loops, stepper. Um we uh, also oh, Fuck, I'm drawing a blank. We had way more Western leagues than that. I'm drawing a blank right now. Brookbank. Brookbank, thank you. Yeah. Sorry, Billy, I forgot about you. Billy, love you. Um the travel. The travel's yeah. insane. Kyle Wanvik, I remember talking to Wani about the travel that Yeah, I, I played know. with Kyle Wanvik in Tampa, great guy. Had a lot of fun with Kyle Wanvik. Yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah, he liked that get after all Wani, Yeah. Well, um last from the past. Alex Sudbury, great barn, great uniforms. Blue, silver, white, good unis, great mm-hmm. symbol. Look up the Sudbury Wolf symbol. Yeah, I know, I, I yeah, know exactly. Great symbol, blood yeah. coming off the wolf. Mm-hmm. Uh you talk about the Quebec tournament, that means a lot to you. They have a great minor like minor hockey tournament, the Big Nickel tournament there. Oh, nice. Yeah, so nice. it's cool. Great barn. Um, we always, I think we usually kick the shit out of them. Actually, no, they were good. They, we traded Mike Smith. Smitty was my boy in Kingston. We traded Mike Smith to Sudbury because we brought in this European goalie named Peter Hammerlick, who was actually a good guy, but you don't trade Mike Smith, a Kingston boy for a fucking checko. No. So we traded Smith. To, we traded uh Smitty to Sudbury great barn. Um, Stomp it, Tom. What a tune. Eh, Maxie? Hey, hey, it's uh, a good tune on Saturday night. Listen, you
1: got to play this on this weekend, uh, St. Patty's Day. Bud. Talk about
0: it. Uh, great call. Alex, you're the man, buddy. Like you said, we miss Scoopsy every day. Max, give us one more, fellas. Give us one more.
3: What do you have, boys? Newfoundlander here living in Pittsburgh, PA. Um, when I was young, I don't know if it was Peewee or Bantam. We were playing in the round robin somewhere in Harbor Grace, SW Moores Arena, in case there's any people listening from Newfoundland. Um, oh, there's a few. We were beating the wheels off Clarenville. We were <laughs> up 10-1 to 1 in the round robin. Round robin. And the tournament rolled on, and we ended up facing them in the final. What and an accent. I don't know what could have happened, but we ended up losing one nothing. I'm interested in hearing any of your crazy minor hockey stories. Um, yeah, looking forward to it, boys. Love the pod. RIP, Jimmy. Ah, that's minor such a great fucking. Story,
0: I got one right teed up for you. Yeah. What a great fucking Newfie accent yeah, that yeah, guy it is, is. It is. I got to right? get to Newfoundland. Yes, boy. What's the street called? George Street. George Street. Take a piss on George Street, eh? Banger? You'd get the shit kicked out of your Newfoundland, Bing. Uh, those fishing boys, eh? they kicked the shit out of Banger, wouldn't they?
3: Uh, I lived I in know. a trailer park for Bucket four Binger summers Binger would
0: just dude i tougher than you think I Bucket- lived in a van down by the river <laughs> Binger would just say get in the batter's box
1: you son of a bitch
0: Binger I don't think you're not tough I saw the anger in your eye there I got a little scared actually Yeah, a little scared minor hockey story I got a great one Jason Suprika, Soupy who I ended up training with and actually Soupy helped me get to the NHL so shout out to Soup but I got in, in Pee Wee I switched teams from Central to Quinney mm. so I get to Quinney I make the team I'm not on the power play so we're staying at this hotel for this tournament. And I said to my dad, I said, Pitter, fuck enough's enough here. Like not on the fucking power play. They got this, no disrespect. His name was Nick Huten. I'm like, they got Huten on the power play. Fucking go talk to the coach here. Like go talk to the coach. But at the same time, while I'm asking this, like Supi's trying to talk to me. And I'm like, I'm like that kid that doesn't listen to the coach and doesn't look at him and like kind of mouth him back. And, but I'm not thinking this, right? I'm thinking about yeah. ah, fuck. So my dad goes in, I, all right, I'll talk to the coach. And I remember up we were playing mini sticks in the hallway of the hotel. And I remember the never look, forget the look on my dad's face when he came out of that office. And he looked at me and he said, Shane. And the look on his face, I was like, oh my God, this is what just, what just happened here. He gives me one of these ones. He pulls me over. He said, you don't worry about playing on the fucking power play. When your coach looks at you, you say, yes, sir. No, sir. Three bags full, sir. You fucking understand me. And I was like, yeah. And from that moment on. I realized yeah. to look at the coaches, in the, even if I didn't yeah. like what was going on in my head, totally look at the coach, show him respect. So not only did I knock it on the power play, I got a fucking shit from my dad for trying to go and talk to the coach. Yeah. So that was to me, one of my stories of look at the coach and Pitter backfired on me up, Doug. I mean, listen,
1: I'll, I'll attest to that, that lesson your dad gave you because someone in my day told me that no matter what time, like no matter what, the situation is whether the coach is giving you shit in practice and makes the whole team skate. And you know how some guy, it, it only hurts players growing up when some guys over in the corner, just motherfucking the coach being like, fuck this fucking guy. Like the, yeah. the coaches all know the, the ice isn't that fucking big. They know what's going on when you sit and the coach draws up the play on the fucking wall, be there like engaged, look at the wall. Like it's kind of funny. Cause I was clueless most times on these drills but yeah, i actually were, pay attention you were great i just but get in the fucking <laughs> get in the huddle and know what the hell's going on right <laughs> anyway um so i i recall that situation of of a lesson learned of like listen you fucking if you don't like your coach early he's just gonna fuck you yeah because totally. they can they're really the only like yeah, people my, on the, my
0: dad told me and my, my pitter was such a great dad he gave yeah. me one other advice too he said there's three people in the world that you can never beat cops Teachers, coaches. Yeah. You're never going to beat them. So either fucking. Yeah. And I tried Calgary with Hartley and fuck Peter, you're right. <laughs> he won too. I tried to grab Bob, he won um, too. But I'll talk real yeah. quick. Just about those tournaments when you're younger, you yeah. obviously, that was great, right? Playing mini sticks with the boys, yeah. and go on the trip. And okay. I remember my dad with the boys in Quinny Shout out to Andrew Brown, Mikey McNeil. Um, these guys were playing euchre, drinking, we we're yeah. playing mini sticks. Like that's what fucking growing Hell up yeah. is all
1: about. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Right? Uh, a couple things. Yep. Um, I was in PeeWee, just started body checking. My first ever PeeWee hockey game uh, with body checking. We're playing the Grand uh, Grand Center fucking Oilers, and <laughs> grand I get fucking. I carry the puck up <laughs> to the red line and I dump a puck in and I get absolutely smoked. Broken collarbone. Ah, first first game ever checking. So it started yeah.
0: early for you. You're fighting so, the injury bug right from no, the fucking so get
1: So then I come back. I miss you know let's say four to six weeks. Broken collarbone, but broken clavicle right here. Yeah. Ah. um so i come back feeling good i probably hurt my first two games now so now it's okay i'm like okay now you gotta fucking keep your head up i get kicked out each game for hitting from mine. both games okay so <laughs> that now, does not so now me. i get a suspension for one game so now i'm, I'm, I'm it's the full fucking year <laughs> and now now it's, so we go into this road game my dad's a coach a full and, fucking um, year. now i'm like fuck, I can't touch anybody, right? My dad's like, listen, you You're can't a little fuck. You're gun shy now. But now you can't touch anyone. And sure as shit, we're in Spruce Grove, and Spruce I'm Grove. fucking flying around, and... <laughs> You know, and back then they had the stop signs on the back of the jerseys. Like it was just when that started to come out.
0: Yours is more of an amber, eh? Yeah, <laughs> mine was fucking flashing green. I hit
1: another guy. I hit another guy, and I'm getting kicked out of this game. Three and three and three and three, three in a row. And my dad is chasing me down the hallway. And uh, his buddy Claude, our assistant coach, Claude House, was like, fucking stopping my dad. He was trying to get at me because he's like, you dumb fuck. Like you dumb fuck. I told you, just no hitting. I
0: just couldn't help myself. Yeah, no, you're horned up right I was, on. I was. Um, oh, and then I man.
1: managed to reel it all in and, and figured it all out. But, um, but a good thing about my hockey experience in, in like Peewees, which we, you know, I was fortunate enough to play in the Peewee Quebec tournament twice. One year as, as, you know, a, a underage Peewee that we won. Um, and what I remember from that year, not only did I have these incredible billets, I think their name is Mark and Annette. They were Bouchard, I think Mark Bouchard. Um, they were like Mark Bouchard, they were <laughs> fucking. listen they Mark couldn't Bouchard. speak a lick english and me I and my bet. boy tj if we show up there and i'm like i you know i was a fucking mama's boy and yeah you know, my dad was dropping me off fucking pizza hut at fucking school when i was a kid like you know i got I it think pretty got good parents i got it pretty good yeah. and we go there they don't speak a lick of english me and tj are like what the fuck what are we eating like with schnitzel and fucking <laughs> poutine. poutine and i'm like this is fucking crazy and they built a fucking rink in our backyard in, in February in, in Quebec. They like make us get the shovels out first night. We're like, what the fuck are we doing? We shovel <laughs> off this outdoor rink. <laughs> they put you to work. They had frozen the pond with our num- numbers and names on the ice with our hometown logo. Gosh. And I was like, what the fuck? So now we're like, we had this outdoor rink to skate on while we were there. We end up winning the tournament. Amazing. But one thing I remember from that, that stands out is all the other teams from all over the world, they were all there and used to buy this like scarf, like a Pee Wee Quebec tournament, like long white rampart uh, scarf. Yeah. And used to collect like pins from each and every team, like so Russia or Finland. And all the kids would like pile up the 12, 13 year olds on the concourse. And like during games, you'd watch games. And I still remember like the smell of the popcorn and all that shit. But you would, you know, you would just be like, hey, I got, we had Fort McMurray pins and you trade pins. Yeah, and we I did have, that too. We I had these too. fucking scarves. My parents probably still have it, but yeah. like of a million pins. That and was I minor just, hockey in
0: general. You give yeah, a pin. Yeah, that was you cool. You a pin, right? That was cool. Yeah. I got one last story about my dad coaching me just because you talked about your dad running, chasing you down the fucking hallway. This is, I'm still playing in Port Hope. We're playing the Kohlberger Port Ork Tournament and we're playing Kohlberg, which is our arch rivals. Port Hope and Kohlberger are three and a half kilometers apart, two miles apart. Yeah. And my dad says, fucking... Shane, pass the puck. Pass the puck. You're hogging the puck. I said, okay, pass the fucking puck. Okay. okay." So we come down, 2-1-0. Sorry, (laughs) Thickey, I'm going to throw you out there. Corey Thixon was the guy's name. I come down, 2-1-0, throw it back door to Thickey, misses the wide open fucking net. I come back to the bench. I look at my dad. I go, you happy I passed the puck? He grabbed me by the face mask, by the face (laughs) mask, and pushed me up against the wall and said, what'd you say? He said, have a fucking seat right there. And at this time, we're probably up 4-1, 5-1. If they don't come storming back and tie it up at 5-5. So now shout out to the assistant coach, Yogi, who is a beauty. Yogi's going to my dad. He's like, hey, you got to fucking put him back out there. Put him back out there. And My dad's, no, fuck him, fuck him. No, no, no. Finally, Yogi's like, you got to put him back out there. My dad said, hey, if you want to put him back out there, go put him back out there. So Yogi came down the bench. He said, get the fuck out there. So anyways, my dad, same thing. I talked back to him. Grab me, have a seat. But Pitter. We blew a five goal lead. So your message really didn't work because I got back up. No,
1: but it did work because you still remember it. Yeah. turning into a pro.
0: I remember him grabbing me by the fucking face mask. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> shouldn't open my big mouth. Yeah. So, uh, Updog, thank you, brother. Curfew calls. Uh, I, I just love it because, first of all, it gets to me to talk to you, you know, one of my best yeah. friends about growing up and just good bullet points. And we start taking trips off, you know, different places. So, thank you, uh, Maxie Binger, Hall Pass Media, to the callers. Keep them, coming. Keep them what, Maxie? Evergreen. Evergreen. Fella. That was curfew calls. Fella.
2: MyPatriotSupply.com